What's the best part of the Masters on Sunday? The Tiger Roars. <laughs> the it. Roars. The Roars. The Roars. Let me tell you, they're still going to be at the Masters, baby. All right, what's going on, everybody? We are back with the special Masters edition of Shank Happens. I'm joined by my boy, Joe. It's been a long time, man. How you doing? It's been too long, man. I've been missing it. And I am in the best of spirits. Uh, it is November, but it is November in 2020, which means my Christmas tree is up, which makes me happy and even better. Uh, to, to add on top of it, we get to do Christmas trees while we watch the Masters. Yeah, if you guys don't know Joe, he's probably the biggest Christmas uh, freak there is. If he could put his Christmas tree up in like July, he probably would. But uh, he settled for you know. True story. He, he settled for October thirty-first at like seven p.m. He was up all night. Uh, ditched the kids in Halloween. Didn't have any candy out. He's too busy putting up trees. But yeah, we got Masters this week, man. I mean, it's a crazy time. I mean, just very thankful to have the Masters happening in twenty twenty. Although we we can't be there. Um, we also have the, the PGA Memes Challenge this Sunday as well. Holly. So super excited about that. We've got a full field. Uh, it's going to be an incredible showing. So pumped about that for Augusta, man. You're going to have a hard time taking down my team this week oh, yeah. at the challenge. We'll see. There's some big names coming, man. we got Coach Rusty, Kyle Berkshire. We've got Butsy, Lee from Colorado Golf Blog. The GM golf crew is going to be there. So there's a lot of big names, a lot of players. So I'm excited to see what uh, what shakes up of it. So Let's just talk about Masters, man. This is an all, t- all things Masters here I want to dive into. Um, obviously, we'll get into predictions and some of the fun stuff, but not your traditional pod. Just kind of want to have some quick-fire topics to run through and have some, some hot takes. But, I mean, first and foremost, we had John Rahm on our podcast. I think he was like the second episode. We talked about the Masters with him um, and his birthday coming up. I think they've had some success around, you know, his caddy's birthday and some other people's birthday within his camp. It's his birthday this week. He's made two hole-in-ones. He made one yesterday uh, in a practice round with Ricky, and then today he made one skipping the pond uh, at the Masters too. So, I mean, dude, is the guy, like, destined to have, like, the week of his life? I mean, two aces at Augusta, as incredible as is. Getting to play Augusta is incredible. Is he going to don the green jacket at the end of the week? I mean, is this his week? I remember when we did the podcast with him, man, it was, uh, it's one of those things where you sit back and you're just like, man, everything he's telling us, it, how do you not pick him to win? Like it just, it, it'd be, it, you'd be hard pressed not to just expect to see something special. And sometimes guys just have those weeks where everything comes together. You know, how many first time winners do you see in major events around the PGA tour where it's like that, that one week, it's just like everything was going right. And right now, it looks like everything is going right for John Rahm. So, so it, it'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to convince me that he's not going to finish very well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone would be surprised if he won. I mean, he's been playing phenomenally well. He's, you know, he's killing it. Uh, he's ranked very high up in the world rankings. It, he's due. He's, he has not won the, the major championship yet. He's due. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised this week. But, man, your birthday, his birthday's today. He's made two aces this week. We'll see. But, I mean, Tiger defending. So, Tiger defending the Masters. I mean, you got to be stoked about that. I mean, that's just – I mean, the GOAT. I mean, this guy, most incredible Masters last year. I was in tears watching him freaking bring it home on the 18th green. Uh, I know a lot of people were. I mean, how do you think he fares? I mean, he hasn't really had much of a showing this year. 
with the whole quarantine thing and playing a lesser schedule. But, you know, going in, this is a course, obviously, he knows better than anybody. Uh, Tiger's going to be there to show up. He looks like he's in good spirits and all these pictures are being posted and stuff. But do you have a lot of expectations for Tiger? Or do you think, you know, do you think he just goes out there and yeah, I don't see Tiger missing the cut, but I mean, do you expect him to be at the top of the leaderboard and compete on Sunday? Absolutely. When does Tiger not compete in the Masters? There's <laughs> never been a time in history. Okay, uh, I, has has he even missed a cut? I'm sure he has. He yeah, missed I'm cut sure. when he was when he was an amateur. Yeah. Um. But but it's it's one of those things where it's like you can't not expect Tiger to compete in some way, shape, or form. Tiger's always Tiger at Augusta is going to be like Freddie Couples at Augusta, except could still possibly get it done. You remember Freddie Couples used to come out first two days of Augusta. It was weird if he wasn't winning the Masters, even in his 50s, right? That's just kind of how he rolled. I expect nothing but the same for Tiger. And, and not only do I think Tiger can compete, I think another record that Tiger just might beat in his lifetime is the oldest to win the Masters, taking over Jack. Because there's a good chance that that guy knows that course better than anybody and can win it well into his 50s. That's bold take, hot take, whatever you want to call it, Tiger competes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's going to be competing. I think that's favorable schedule for him. The tee times were just announced. He's playing early on Thursday, playing late on Friday, give himself some time to rest and be ready to go. I, I expect Tiger to come out swinging, man. I think he's fired up being able to, to come in there as a defending champ. And, I mean, all bets are off. Of course, he's going to play different. He knows the course very well. Um, you know, obviously, you're going to have big hitters off the tee, which we're going to talk about, but no one there knows the greens really better than him, and he knows where to hit it, where to miss. I mean, he had some really troubling positions he put himself in last year, and he was able to two-putt his way to par in a lot of those holes where I think a lot of other players would have easily three-putted. So experience is, is key. I mean, if he could just keep it close – we saw that Tiger factor is still real. I mean, it wasn't his tournament to win uh, on Sunday last year. You saw a lot of other players buckle under pressure and Tiger take it. So, and that was the Tiger that we grew up accustomed to seeing. So it'll be interesting to see how he defends, but I expect a full showing from Tiger and for him to give us our best. So, At the end of the day, he may not hit as far as Bryson's going to hit it. You know, he, he, he may not – he he may not be able to keep up with distance, which is what allowed him to dominate Augusta early in his life. But what he can do is put those greens better than anybody else in that field. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes all the difference at Augusta National. So I made a meme yesterday and posted it about Tiger testing positive for being the greatest player of all time, which was in small print. A lot of people were freaking out, sending me hate mail in the DMs and loving the comments and, they actually got posted by the Barstool guys today that they were freaking out, and that was just a, a, a below-the-belt meme, which, which I agree. I mean, you read that and your heart drops. Plus, it was on the heels of Sergio announcing that he tested positive. I mean, can you imagine going to the Masters? I mean, Sergio's won a green jacket and all, which obviously holds special meaning to him to continue to go there and defend, but going to Augusta and then testing positive and having to leave. I mean, that's got to be one of the more gut-punching experiences you can go through as a pro golfer. I mean, that's just brutal. So, you know, hats off to Sergio. Hopefully he's healthy and good, but it's just heartbreaking to see that happen to anybody, man. That was brutal. It's very tough, you know, especially in, in a time where you still feel very strongly that you have the ability to compete 
um, at a high level and you're, you're a master a previous champion. Um, it, it's gotta, it's gotta be really tough to, to show back up to Augusta national and realize, man, I'm going to miss this year's masters. But the same time, the good news is for Sergio, he will never not be able to compete in the Masters. And so there is always next year for him. You know, it's it's sad that he's going to miss out on a year that he would potentially, you know, be playing at a level that he could compete. But at the same time, he's he's earned his part of history, and and that is a blessing in itself. Yeah. Let's talk about Bryson. You you, you brought him up, and he's obviously been at the, the top of a lot of headlines and throughout the year with his weight gain and his his – muscle build up and distance off the tee. So I think golf.com has reported that there's been some trees planted in specific areas, one off the first tee box and stuff that help kind of take away some lines that Bryson and some of these big hitters may be taking. There's always different secret things that are added to uh, Augusta national every year for the players to kind of show up and learn, you know, as they take their first, their first couple of practice rounds. But Sounds like his practice rounds aren't really being slowed down. The guy's just bombing him off the tee, and he's talking about driving it into the 14th fairway um, off the 13th tee box. And, I mean, it's just crazy to see, like, what he's going to be able to do with that course that was already tiger-proofed um, back in the day. So I do believe they tiger-proofed it in 2005. 2004-2005. Yes. Uh, Remind me, who won the Masters in 2005? Uh, tiger Woods. That's right. Right after the tiger proofing. That's yeah. Right. And it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, he's talking about hitting a half wedge into one. He's talking about hitting a seven iron into the par five second hole. I mean, it's insane. I mean, this is insane. I already hit seven into eight. If Bryson just birdies all the par fives every round and just makes a par everywhere else, or, you know, he'll make some birdies and a bogey here and there on these par fours and par threes. But if he just stays level par and just birdies every par five, that's a winning score last year. That's a winning score most years. And, I mean, if he's a, if he's a mid-iron or short-iron into all these par fives, there's no reason in hell he shouldn't two-putt for birdie on all of them, right? So, And he's a great oh, but There is a reason, Travis. There is a reason. <laughs> because Augusta's greens are unlike any other greens on the PGA Tour. No, you're, you're right. You're right. But dude, Bryson's a great putter. I mean, you, you heard Jordan Spieth recently on a Colts podcast talking about Bryson and his distance and stuff. But a lot of people, what they don't realize is Bryson's a hell of a putter, too. This isn't his first time in Augusta. So I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, is there any way this guy loses this tournament? It's, it's like the Pats going into the Super Bowl when they were undefeated, right? It was like, there's no way the Giants are going to beat these guys. And you know, they got punched in the mouth, but it's, so I know there's a way obviously, and Bryson's played poorly this year in some tournaments, but man, he's definitely the guy to beat this week. And I'm really, I'm really looking forward to turn tuning in to watch him and see what he does at Augusta, you know, even as much as I am to watch Tiger. I really am. Cause I, it's just, to me, it makes it more interesting to see him just take all that hard work that he's put into this year and put it out there on the course and just bomb these, these tee balls. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be interesting for sure. I, uh, you know, my, my take on, on, I mean, if he hits the ball into 14, my goodness, I, I just can't even fathom what that looks like to have what I'm assuming will be a wedge for him in from 14 fairway. Cause it's so wide open over there if he hits it that far. But then you, you look at, I mean, it, they said he had, maybe i'm wrong seven iron into eight is that wrong 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think that was it. I think he was a seven iron or a, you know six iron into eight, and then you're in a seven iron into two. It's like those are, and then fifteen is not a really long par five either. So it's like he should be you know a seven iron or so into that. It's like, bro, like for him to not make a birdie, he's making some mistakes. You know, I say say he doesn't make a birdie on one or two of those, he's gonna make an eagle on one or two of those. So it's which is fair take. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, if he can control the par fives, it, it'll make a lot of difference. That par fives, I strongly believe, is why Tiger won a lot of majors early in his career. Yeah. Um, you know, his distance into par fives helped a ton. So it, perhaps that's where Bryson's getting some of his, his game that he's modeling it after. But, but I got to tell you, man, I just for all, the, for all the hype around him this week, I don't see it. I don't think he wins it. You know, he may play very well, and he may be a guy on Sunday that you're watching close. And like, but I'm telling you, I think there's another guy out there who hits it a long way, and I think he's due. All and right. I think it's time. All right. So, so we're you know we're gonna see what happens on Sunday, but but I, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what Augusta looks like from that short a distance for somebody. Yeah. Well, I will say uh, we will get into predictions in a moment. I'm not gonna predict Bryson to win. But I would be shocked if he didn't. Like I, you know, and, and listen, Bryson update. Wait, how, how can you even say that? Well, no, I'm, how can you say I don't think he's going to win? But I'm be shocked if he loses. Well, I, no, sorry, let me rephrase that. I don't think he's going to win. I'm not picking him to win. I'll put it that way. I'm not picking him to win. My gut's telling me someone else. But I wouldn't be surprised if he won. I wouldn't be shocked because my my expectations are really high for him this week. I think he'll for sure finish in the top five. It's all going to come down to the flat stick for sure. Um, we're all talking about him off the tee, but it's going to come down to the flat stick. But a little Bryson update real quick. He still does not follow me anymore. Uh, he unblocked me, uh, which is great. So I can still like engage with his posts and stuff. But yeah, no interaction, no, no, uh, no explanation as to why I was blocked. So I'm still a little, you know, butthurt by that. But I don't have any ill feeling towards the dude. Wish him success. And we'll, Except for we'll, that's why you're not picking him this week. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not it at all. So so let's play a little fun game real quick. So who is the – who's what? which player out there would you least like to see win this week? Well, everybody has the same answer to this question. There's, there's not – I don't think – I think if if Patrick Reed is walking up 18 fairway in the lead on Sunday, you are going to see the lowest rated masters in history. Yeah. You're probably, you're probably right. I mean, I, you know, I hate, I hate being mean about anybody. I'm not a guy who wants to be mean and I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to speak ill of of a person or anyone. And and almost, I don't, almost, I don't even like the question, but, but I'm going to be honest with you. I was there when Patrick Reed won uh, a few years ago, I brought my whole family in to see, to attend their first masters. And, and it was a special moment. And I promise you the, the roars disappeared on 18 when Pat made his final putt. It was as quiet as this, this would have been my 10th year to attend the masters. 2020 would have been my 10th year to attend the masters. And I've never heard it quieter. So that's that to me is like, you know, you don't want that. 
you want the fun and the excitement and the joy of people that root, you know? And, and, and there was a time where, where the people rallied behind Patrick Reed, especially in Ryder Cups and in President's Cups. And, 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 and I would love to see that guy come be the guy that, that you can cheer for again. But right now, there's, there's just too much that's happened. It's like, you know, his personal life aside, there's too much that's happened on the golf course. And there's too much that's happened, like, within, within the tour that, that makes me think, mm, I, that's just not the guy that I want to cheer for today. Yeah, I mean, listen, I can't argue your pick. A uh, big part of me is like, man, I don't want to see that guy win. But two things, though. I mean, one, it makes most sense for Patrick Reed to win, given that it's 2020. Everything that you know, has happened in this year has pretty much been shit. So it'd be really just the exclamation point on the year that he wins the Masters. So part of me is like expecting it. The other part is, as the meme guy that I am, it would probably secure plenty of content for me for the next probably two or three years to have a Patrick Reed win the Masters, as much as I hate to say it. Um, for me, like a Danny Willett, you know, as a guy that, like, that was the worst Masters for me. I mean, I like Spieth, and to see him blow it that, that day was just awful. And I don't, I'm not a Willett guy, and his brother made me hate him even more with all the tweets and crap that he was, you know, saying during the Ryder Cup and stuff. But, you know, a guy like that would just be terrible where you're just like, all right, I don't have any feelings one way or the other for this guy. You're always happy for someone to win the Masters or any major because it's a lifelong goal and accomplishment for them. But, you know, a guy like that would just be, you know, we're expecting something this week. Fireworks, this is something we're excited for. We've had, a, we've all had a crazy year. You just don't want some no name dud or so to win. You kind of want a fun leader. You want a fun champion. You know, you want someone to root for. And like a guy like that, I don't know. I just have a hard time finding to root for them. I'm, with Patrick Reed, feel the same, but at least I'm going to get some good content out of it. You can't really make many Danny Willett jokes, you know? That's my take. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that. I, I think Danny, Danny's a good guy. And I, I like good things to happen to good people. Um, you know, and I, again, I, you know, to make your own judgments on, on, on the guys you root for and you don't, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak ill of anybody, but, but, you know, I just, that's a hard question. It's a hard, cause I, I don't like to root against people in general. All right. I'll make, I'll make it easier for you then here. So who's someone that you would love to see win the masters and I'm going to exclude Tiger Woods. Is this, yeah, I mean, there's nobody I'd rather see win the Masters this year than Tiger Woods. That's just plain and simple. I want him to catch Jack's record. Of course, yeah. A lot, a lot of people besides, I mean, I think even Jack's rooting for Tiger, but like at the end of the day, who's someone you would like to see win? Obviously, they've got to be playing this week, but who would you like to see win the Masters this week wearing the green jacket? Uh, it would make your, your heart just explode with happiness for him. I mean, it's, it's my pick. Are we ready to give predictions in this moment? Because there's two people. So I, I tell you what, there's one guy that, that I'm going to pick to win, and, and I want him to win the Masters. But there's another guy that I would be thrilled to see him win the Masters. All right, let's start with the guy you'd be thrilled to see. Ricky Fowler. <laughs> okay. Straight up. It, there, it, going from from the, the conversation about guys that you kind of question, like, you know, hey, do I want to see him win, to guys that you absolutely want to see have success on the PGA Tour, there is no better in the Masters field, in my opinion, than Ricky Fowler. And there's one guy that's right there with him. I'm picking him to win the tournament. But, but I will tell you, Ricky 
is the definition of excellence on the PGA tour. And I've, I've told him this and, um, and Allison, I've told them this because, because I want them to know how encouraged I am when I see people who engage and interact the way that they do with, with, with not only people involved in the industry, but fans and, and, and volunteers and staff and, and everybody. And I cannot say enough good things about Ricky Fowler. And, and I just want him to have the most success possible. So, so that's who I want. That's who I would love to see win, pick up a masters, uh, see win and, and pick up a masters championship this year is uh, a, is a guy that I think would be a, a, his, a historical champion and good for the game of golf. Uh, listen, I agree. I mean, I love Ricky. I'm a Puma guy. I followed Ricky for a long time. Uh, I don't have the same selection as you, but I, I, I agree with you. I would be, over the moon, excited for him. When he won the players in that fashion, I was just like jumping up and down, screaming at the TV. I was so fired up. And I thought that was going to open the door for him to have that chip on his shoulder and start winning some of these big events. And unfortunately, it hasn't shaped up to be that way. But he's still got time. I think he's going to win a major or two. I really do. Um, and heck, it might start this week. So for me, one is, is a guy that I've kind of become buddies with, and he was on the podcast, is uh, Kevin Na. I, I'd love to see Kevin win a major, and here's why. I think he's one of the more under-respected players in the game. I mean, he's, he's won you know, several tournaments. He's been snubbed on a lot of these team events, and which this last one, the President's Cup, I felt like he should have been selected and wasn't. And it's just frustrating to see that. And I think, you know, your credibility of what you have in the eyes of some of these captains and just fans and stuff in general, you know, when you win a major, especially like the Masters, you know, it just goes to the next level. And so for someone like that who's phenomenal with his putter, I think, you know, he could have a good week there. You know, that's a guy who I would absolutely just love to see, you know, win a green jacket. So, you know, rooting for Kevin this week, would be loved to, I'd love to see him. So, but as far as predictions go, I'll go first. I've made you go first both times. So I'm going to go with someone that no one's going to really want to hear this. But he was close last year, and he fell off the map um, in the beginning of the year and hasn't really played all that great until lately. But I think Kepka's going to come in, and he's going to win the Masters this week. He played really well in Houston last week. Uh, the guy just competes in these majors. I think he plays well at Augusta. I mean, he had the masters in his hands until he put it in the water on 12. If he would have just hit the green and two putted, that would have been his tournament. And I don't know, man. I think that he's, I think he acts like he doesn't care about this Bryson stuff and, you know, practicing, grinding on stuff, but he puts on that whole act, but I think he does. I think it's driving him nuts. And I think he'd love nothing more than to have all this Bryson talk all week, all, all year leading up, and then he's the one who's donning the green jacket on Sunday. I think that, I mean, obviously he'd love nothing more than that. I can easily see it happening. I'm expecting it to happen. I'm calling Brooks Kepa's going to win the Masters, and he's going to get the third leg of, the, of his Grand Slam and go into next year looking to complete it at the Open. I, I respect that pick. I can't, I can't say anything against that pick because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, that holds real possibility. Kepka always shows up for the majors. He had it in the bag last year. 
you know, last year, everything just seemed like it seemed like there was some divine intervention going on. Uh, everything just lined up perfectly for Tiger to win the Masters. It's almost like, I mean, I Saturday night, you couldn't convince me that Tiger wasn't going to win. It, yeah. Like there, there was no convincing me, even behind. In my mind, there's no chance Tiger doesn't win this tournament being that close. Yeah. So, so it just seems like everything was happened the way it was supposed to last year. This year, it it, it makes total sense to me to see a Kepka win. So I can't I can't disagree with you on that because I think that's a great pick. I really do. So it just, it that, just that is a well thought out pick. The, the Houston Open, it hit me, and I'm like, dude, this guy's gonna win next week. Like he's just gonna win next week. I can feel it. It's gonna happen, you know. And people, there's a lot of Brooks haters out there, and he's created them with how he's handled some of his pressers and stuff. But I'm telling you, man, I think he's ripe for a win, you know, in general. But at Augusta, like I, I could see it happening. So that's my bold prediction there. BK is gonna be a Masters champion. I'm gonna tell you right now. Who do you got, Joe? I, I know you're gonna disagree with me. <laughs> but I picked it. I picked it way too early at the beginning of the year. If you listen to the pod back then, I'm sticking with it, okay? 2020, what's going to be missing at the Masters for 2020? Fans. Fans. And what, what comes with the fans at Augusta National Golf Club when they're sitting up in the stands watching that leaderboard? What's the best part of the Masters on Sunday? The Tiger Roars. <laughs> the mean, Roars. Yeah. The Roars. The roars, let me tell you, they're still going to be at the Masters, baby. Oh, my God. You know why? That's right. Rory McIlroy roars, <laughs> completes the Grand Slam Not in 2020. Happening. 2020 is going out with a bang in a good way. People are going to be so excited to see one of the best competitors and people in the history of the PGA Tour finish his Grand Slam this year at Augusta National, and he's going to do it with a bang. He's flying in under the radar every year, every single year. Rory is talked about. Could this be the year? Could this be the year? Could this be the year? I was there when Rory shot 80, okay? And since then, every year the conversation is, Rory, could he finally get it done? Could he finally get it done? Not this year. You're right. Everybody forgot about him. He's flying in <laughs> under the radar. He's been playing good golf. He hits the ball a long way. He was the long guy before Bryson started doing all this hoopla, protein shake, 27 times a day, whatever. Right? He was the long guy. And he was the putter. He is one in one in one on the PGA Tour and continues to play consistently well. And golf is better when Rory is atop the world rankings. It is just better when he's up there and he's leading and contending. It is so much fun to watch. That's a great storyline. And the one thing I will say is you are right. He is not the head of the topic, like the, the storylines this week at all. And I've gone, I've gone hard in the paint on him and some of the memes because it's just easy, you know, to talk about, you know, him not winning the Masters and shooting for the Masters because it's he's been under the limelight every year. You're right. The pressure is mounting, and he's still got a ton of time left, unlike Phil's timeline has obviously dwindled with the U.S. Open. Rory, he's got a long career ahead of him at Augusta, but 
he, he's playing good. I, I agree he's coming in this week with uh, maybe less pressure. But I don't know, man. I don't see him getting it done. I just don't see it. We're going to find out on Sunday. We will, we will find out. There will be a champion on Sunday. Let's just hope it's not Patrick Reed, okay? That's the, that's the one thing that we can agree on. So I like, I like Kessler, and I, love, I wish him success, obviously, but let's not have another Patrick Reed Masters champion, especially in 2020. We don't deserve that. You know, I think we've been through enough. We do not deserve that. You're exactly right. I'm telling you, Rory McIlroy, watch out for him. He's going he's gonna to fly under the radar. He's going to cruise to a solid 63 on Thursday, and people are going to be like, whoa, forgot he was playing. Just cruise to a 63, huh? <laughs> watch well, hey, He'll we'll tie see. the record for low round. We'll see. Hey, listen, season two necessarily hasn't started. We've got some really fun things in store for Shank Happens. Um, we're going to be doing some things differently coming into the new year, but we had to throw together a Masters edition you know, conversation. We're excited for this week. We're excited for the Masters. We're excited for the PGA Memes Challenge. We got a lot of content that'll be coming out for that. So we appreciate everybody. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the Masters and you're staying safe. And you'll hear from us again probably here towards the end of the year, into the new year. So happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Joe. It's been a pleasure, buddy. Always fun, Travis. See All you right. on Sunday. All right, take care, man.